this morning. What a joy it is to be in the house of the Lord with you today. Let me say welcome to you this morning. Those of you that are visiting with us, we are so delighted to have you on this snowy morning. And uh, those of you that are joining us by way of live stream today, we also welcome you into this sanctuary with us. And we are so thankful that you are taking time to join with us today as well. I pray that you have had a wonderful week in the Lord. I pray that all is well with you and, uh, and yours this morning. And uh, how many knows that God is in control today? Amen. And uh, I am so thankful uh, for the blessed assurance that we have that we are not alone this morning, but that our Heavenly Father is ever near with us. And today we can rest in knowing that He is still our source. He's still our strength. Uh, he's still the one that goes before us. And He's still the one that will encamp around about us. And we can, uh, we can rest today knowing that we are, we are in the hands of a loving God this morning. And I'm so thankful so thankful for that. Uh, before I get into the Word this morning, just a couple of things I want to share with you. As uh, If I don't do it now, I'll forget, and then I'll be in trouble, okay? So I'm not, wanna, I'm not dis, uh, wanting to mess up the, the moving of the Spirit, but I do feel like the Lord has gave us a Word that I'm going to do my best to deliver to you this morning. Uh, but there's a, a, just a couple of things. Uh, Pastor Jade mentioned, uh, not this Friday, but next Friday, uh, Sister Vonda is going to be hosting Pastor Tommy Bates at the Miller Building. I encourage you to make plans to be there. I, I've not talked to anyone really about that meeting, but I do be, believe that, uh, that Pastor Tommy is going to come with a word uh, that is uh, uh, it's going to be a, a powerful time. So I encourage you. To, to be part of that service. I believe God is going to minister in a, in a, in a unique way there. Also, uh, probably at the end of this service, I'm just going to give you a warning that some of you are probably going to be bombarded by children uh, from one of the uh, classrooms, one of our Sunday school classes. They're going to have these, okay? Uh, they'll probably eat all the M&Ms before you get them. Uh, but uh, they're going to use these as a fundraiser. They're going to be asking you for quarters. Uh, but if you don't have quarters, we will take fives or tens. <laughs> Mr. Benjamin will fit in there if you fold him the right way. Uh, but they are uh, raising money because they are going to make tray bags, basically, uh, for one of the local nursing homes for all of the folks that are in there. So all of that money will be going for their little shopping deal that they're going to just kind of do some treat bags and uh, give, uh, give those that are uh, in the nursing facility uh, just a little uh, encouragement. Uh, and also, I, we will be announcing next week, we will be having uh, some bios of some of those that's in the nursing facilities here in town we're starting with one, and we'll see how this thing goes and see if we can maybe expand it as well. But there are several men and women that find themselves late in life that is not really, uh, really treated fairly. I'll just put it that way. Their families kind of forget them, and uh, nobody really comes and sees them or, or checks in on them. I know we're kind of limited by how the pandemic is, uh, but we know of the nursing home that we're working with here in town. Uh, we have... Uh, have 
uh, some individuals that never have visitors, that never really have anybody check on them. So we're going to give you the opportunity to adopt a senior or adopt a grandparent or whatever you want to call them. And the stipulation will be if you uh, want it, and you'll get to know who you're, who you're contacting, you'll be able to, uh, I just ask that you touch them in some way, shape, or form once a month, uh, whether that be through a card, whether that be through flowers, whether that be through just a small little gift. Uh, and as this pandemic begins to calm down, then I would encourage maybe we'll be able to visit with them as well. But uh, we'll be giving you more information on that. Sister Crystal's going to be heading that up. So uh, we will, uh, and if, uh, if you want to fill one of these all by yourself, uh, and uh, help the kids. Uh, we got a few extra of those as well. And uh, I'll even let you have the M&Ms out of this one if somebody wants this one. Uh, so, uh, but uh, but want you to just be part of that and uh, pray for that. And it's going to be an exciting little deal just to be able to touch those individuals. And uh, also, I'll be announcing. Uh, don't have speakers yet, but we will be. Uh, we're going to continue to move forward this year. Last year was kind of just crazy, as you all know, uh, but we will be having resurrection camp meeting at Easter this year. Uh, so we'll be announcing those things of who we're going to have. And uh, so those are some things that we get to look forward to. All right. So uh, just want to put those out there before before I got any further. So those of you going to class, feel free to do so at this time. And we are going to be starting to implement back into our senior uh, Sunday school classes as well. We'll be giving you updates on that in the next couple of weeks as well, okay? So those of you going to class, feel free to do so this time. Those in the sanctuary this morning, I pray that you're ready for the word of the Lord this morning. Uh, if you have your Bibles with you, Proverbs chapter number 14 is where we're going to go. I'm going to give you one verse this morning just to kind of lay a foundation in just a moment. Proverbs chapter number 14, if you want to begin to turn there. Uh, as I listened to the music this morning, the worship team, uh, uh, I was listening to the lyrics uh, more than anything, and I was, I was listening to what they were singing about, and I find that as we're singing, we're talking about that he is a deliverer. He is the one that is able to do what needs to be done on our behalf, and it goes along with our message today. Uh, but before I get into our message today, I, I want to revert back to a message that I preached the very first Sunday of September, the end of October, 1st of September. Uh, I stood in this platform and I, I shared uh, what the Lord had placed on my heart. And I, I, I entitled that message, The Hope of Saving a Nation. I don't know if you remember that or not, uh, but it's floating around out there. But we find that in Psalms 33... When I, and I used for a foundation for that message was simply 33 and 12. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he hath chosen for his own inheritance. And I, I believe that to be true. A nation that will serve the Lord is a nation that will be blessed. And as I said then, I will say again this morning. I'm not going to re-preach this, but I want to just share some of this with you. I believe it's safe to say that there are those that's in our nation that have lost their way. They do not, there is many who do not regard the statues and the commandments of God. And there is many in our nation today that no longer believe uh, that it's important to acknowledge him, let alone follow him and his word in their daily life. Therefore, today, we have an issue 
that we see playing out before us. It's a place of division. It's a place of unrest. It's a place of where darkness seems to be uh, abounding in many areas and arenas of life. But I have to be honest with you that much of what we're seeing today is the result of the behavior of a backslidden church in a nation in the last several years. We, the church of Jesus Christ, became so concerned about political correctness that we left the foundational principles of the faith and we did not really desire to be biblically correct. Now, I, I know you're not shouting me down this morning, but I, stay with me. We'll, we'll, we'll end good this morning, okay? But what our behavior in recent years led us to a place where we have lost the moral compass in our nation. And therefore, we gave birth to a generation that is confused and they are lost. It's not the fault of their own selves, but it is the fault of the church. Because when we, the church, come to a place where we lose who we really are, we began to not uplift, but we began to tear down a nation, whether we want to accept that responsibility or not. So this morning, what I will say to you is that the stakes have never been higher than they are right now. In that message I preached in the first uh, Sunday of September, I gave you two things that I want to remind you of this morning, and then we're going to jump into the message today. Number one is this. It is God's will that takes precedence over everything and everyone. It is God's will and his precedence that takes, uh, takes uh, over every ideal of man, no matter what we could dream up or think of. God is still in complete control this morning. And the second thing I will tell you this, that, and I told you then, and I will repeat it this morning, is we must grasp the fact that our government, no matter who is leading it, can save us. Our only hope this morning is still God himself, because he is the only one that can restore, he's the only one that can heal, he's the only one that can deliver our land. Now, if we really believe this to be true, we have to do one thing and one thing only, and that is to put our trust in him. And I'm going to encourage you this morning as we find ourselves transitioning in this new year that you understand the importance of what it is to simply just trust and obey. Because of where we are this morning, I want to say this very clearly, that we are in a place where God is moving in a very unique manner. The song that they sing sometimes is simply this. There's a line in it that says that even when you don't see it, he's working. I want to tell you this morning that he's working. Now, I want to take you, if the Lord would help me for a few moments today, is uh, I'm going to minister on this thought, a day of deliverance. We know that according to God, that there is specific times and seasons in which he does things. In the natural, we have spring, summer, fall, and winter. In the spirit, we also have spring, summer, fall, and winter. And I've also taught on this in years gone by, but there's also a fifth season in the spirit, and that is called the due season. And a due season is when God sees fit to step down and to intervene in the, in the things of man. And he can do that whenever he desires. 
And I would say to you this morning that we are finding ourselves in a due season, meaning a time where there is divine intervention concerning the behavior of men. And you say, why is it now? It's because I will stand here and not back off of 2 Chronicles 7.14. Because God is a God that is not able to to lie, okay? His word is infallible. And I shared with you recently, if something is infallible, it means it cannot make a mistake, nor can it be wrong. Second Chronicles 7.14 simply says that if his people, not everybody, but he says if his people will humble themselves and pray and will turn from their wicked ways, then will he hear from heaven and he will heal their land. So today I'm standing here believing wholeheartedly that healing is coming to my land. Now what is my land? My land is not just the land that I live. I believe that healing is coming to America because God's not done with her yet. There's a place and a role that she's playing in this last day moving of the spirit. But also my land is my community. It's my city. It is also my family. Uh, And therefore I stand and I believe and I declare today that healing is coming to my family. Healing's coming to my community. Healing's coming to the church family. Healing's coming to a nation. How do I know this to be true? If you go to Proverbs chapter number 14, verse number 11, this is the verse I want to just begin with. I'm going to give you several others, but it says, the house of the wicked shall be overthrown, but the tabernacle of the upright shall flourish. I'm going to make a declaration this morning. And I, I, I stand and listen, it would be a whole lot easier to preach and say some of the things I'm going to say in just a few moments. But I'm just going to trust and obey the Lord. That's all I know to do at this season in my life. But I stand and I make a declaration today over this nation, and that is this, that we are getting ready to experience a resurrection season. Now, you can let your mind wander into every avenue of whatever. I, I can't control that. But I'm going to tell you this morning that when I begin to talk about a resurrection season, I'm here to tell you that there is about to be a visitation of the Holy Ghost to the church of Jesus Christ. And from that is going to begin to be a domino effect that's going to begin to touch the lives and the hearts of men and women. But you're also going to begin to see the hand of God's selective judgment that begins to touch those that have blasphemed uh, the name of the Lord. And uh, so this morning, I want you and I to understand that the day is upon us in which God is putting a difference between the wicked and the righteous. I I, I will go on record this morning and I, I will stand here and tell you that a season of death is coming upon the wicked, but at the same time, there is a season of opportunity that has been given to the righteous. You may ask, what kind of opportunity is coming to the righteous? It is simply two words, to flourish. There is an increase. What does it mean if something is flourishing? It means this. It means to thrive. It means to be in a vigorous state. It means to be one that's in their prime. Some of you 
getting older, but you're still going to get into your prime spiritually, all right? Uh, so just stay with me. Uh, but it's when, when someone comes into its prime, and, or when you can say this, when something begins to thrive in its growth, meaning like a plant or a, uh, a, a, you know, a, a, a garden begins to flourish because of the right things is instilled in it. Uh, but we find that also to flourish means to be a sound where a sound of a trumpet call is given. So I believe this morning that you and I need to just simply hear the word of the Lord. And I want to just walk us through this very quickly. Uh, First thing I want to say this morning is this. He is faithful to those who will call upon his name. He has not abandoned, nor will he abandon his church. Uh, And I will go as far as to say he will not abandon a nation uh, when the church in that nation will continue to call on his name. Therefore, you have to understand Hebrews 13.5 is not just words on a page, but they are absolute truth. And it is that I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So if you believe the word to be the infallible word of God, then why are you sitting in a state of anxiousness and fear today? Because the enemy is the one that's telling you that it's over, not God. The enemy is the one that's telling you that it's all darkness and gloom and doom from here. It's not God. God says that if you'll be faithful to call on my name, that I will never leave you, but I will also never forsake you. Meaning this, that I will never not have your best interests at heart. Uh, Meaning this, that I'm always uh, got the plan to take you from glory to glory to glory. Uh, He never says, I want to subtract from you. He says, I always want to develop you and continue to take you into my presence. So therefore, we need to understand just because things do not seem to be going the way that maybe you hope for them to go in certain areas uh, in this moment of time, that does not mean that it's over. Uh, It just means that God is orchestrating his plan uh, that is different than your plan. uh, And maybe, just maybe, you shouldn't be so quick to be uptight. uh, Because can I tell you uh, that he will receive glory and honor uh, when the people of God continually call on his name. Therefore, we find this. Nowhere in scripture will you find uh, that the enemy just lays down and quits. He always tries to resist and disrupt what God is doing at any given moment. Can I tell you, just because he tries to resist and disrupt does not mean that he's successful. But when faith is present, the enemy's attacks are always unsuccessful in his bid to stop the declarations of God. And that's why we must understand where we find ourselves today. We are not just living in the last days, my friend, but we are living in the last moments of the last days, meaning this, this is the hour and the season where God is getting ready to make his church glorious. Because he's not coming back for a defeated bride. He's not coming back for something that is discouraged and down. But he's coming back for something uh, that is adorned, uh, that is full of beauty, uh, that is full of glory. Uh, How can we be glorious without his glory? Uh, It's an impossibility. Uh, So therefore, today, we can stand with great confidence and know that God is getting ready to do something for his people. 
we truly are experiencing today. However, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, I will totally agree with that and we need to awaken to this. We really are wrestling this morning against principalities. Uh, we really are wrestling against powers. Uh, we really are wrestling against rulers of the darkness of this world. Uh, and yes, we really are wrestling against spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, but I have to remind you this morning, this battle does not belong to us, but it belongs to the Lord. And all that is required of you and I this morning is to simply trust and obey. That's why in Ephesians 6 and 13, it tells us that we are to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Didn't say we had to fight. He said, just get dressed for battle. When you've done all that you know to do, you just stand. Anybody been in a state of prayer? Anybody been in a state of fasting? Anybody been giving themselves to the Lord? Anybody been willing, just, just surrendering your life? You've done all that you know to do. So now what do you do? You don't retreat. You don't back up. You don't begin to say it's all over, but you just do what God says to do. You stand. Every time the Lord told the children of Israel just to stand, it was always followed by this. Stand still and you'll what? You'll see. Can I tell somebody this morning, just hold on a little bit longer. You're going to see. So I want to take you back to the story of the children of Israel just for a few moments. In Exodus chapter 11, you can turn there with me if you will. I'm going to just jump through this very quickly. Exodus chapter 11, verse number one, it says, And the Lord said to Moses, Yet will I bring one plague more upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterwards he will let you go. And when he shall let you go, you shall surely be thrust out altogether. Then verse number four through verse number seven. And Moses said, Thus saith the Lord, About midnight will I go out into the midst of Egypt. And all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the meal, and all the firstborn of the beast. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it any more. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast, that you may know how that the Lord doeth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. If something is made a difference, it is just simply this, a significant change in or a marking, a distinguishing characteristic. God is saying is I'm going to show the world that there is ready to be a very distinct difference between the wicked and the righteous. <coughs> Stay with me. The day has come when God himself is simply saying this. It's not by anything that anyone else is doing, but in his timing. And he's saying, now is the time. And I firmly believe this this morning. When this time came, God gave Moses very clear instructions of what was supposed to take place within the body of, uh, of, of Israel. 
And I believe God's giving us some very clear instructions in this time of what we're supposed to be doing as well. Let me look uh, with you of what he instructed the children of Israel to be doing at this time. Because you have to realize that this is a time where shortly, let me back up just for a moment. The children of Israel had cried. They had been in bondage for a little over 400 years. They began to cry out and simply say, God, we need deliverance. We need something to change. God heard their cry. Exodus chapter 3, Moses on the backside of the desert, attending to his father-in-law's sheep. He sees a burning bush that is not consumed. When he sees that, he says, I'm going to turn aside and see what this is. And as he turned aside, the angel of the Lord begins to speak to him. Take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. And the Lord begins to give him instruction, saying this, that the cry of my people came up before me, and I want you to go and lead them. And that, then as the conversation, you know the story, but the Lord begins to talk to him and says this. He said, I'm going to ask you to go stand before Pharaoh. I'm going to tell you to command him to let my people go, but I'm going to harden his heart. And you know the process. They go through nine different plagues. Uh, all of these things is going on. And all of a sudden, now we come to chapter 11 where we read, and God says, now is the time. I'm going to make this be the day of deliverance. It's never going to be the same now. I'm putting a difference between Egypt, uh, and I'm putting a difference between Israel. And I am going to bring about the destroyer about midnight, and there's going to be death to those uh, of Egypt. Now, Israel was only going to be exempt from this destroyer that was coming through the land if they did the following. If they took a lamb, if they prepared it, if they ate it, they took the blood and put it to the lintel on the doorpost of the home. And he said if they was dressed fully and ready for their journey, if they would stay under the blood, then you would find that there was nothing going to come nigh them. Can I tell you today, there is nothing that's going to come nigh the church of Jesus Christ if they'll stay under the blood. You don't have to be full of fear this morning. What we find in this story, Exodus 12, verses 3 through 8, let me just jump through them very quickly. He says, speak now to the congregation of Israel, saying that you shall take every man a lamb. Verse number 5, your lamb shall be without blemish. And then it says in verse number 7, they shall take the blood and strike it on the two side posts and upon the upper door post of the houses. And when you shall eat, you shall eat the flesh in the night, roast with fire, unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Verse number 11 says that this is how you're supposed to eat it, with your lawns girded, your shoes on your feet, your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. Why? It's because it was a quick work that was getting ready to take place. The purpose of this hour was openly shared with the people. Notice Moses stands before them and says that the Lord says he's going to stand. If you read verses 12 through 13, he says that the Lord is going to pass through the land tonight. All of the firstborn is going to be smitten. And he says this, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. And we see the results of their obedience. First of all, we see that the promise of protection was granted to the children of Israel. Because if you read 12 and 23, you would find that he simply says that if you put the blood on your home, he says then, he said, I will not suffer the destroyer to come into your house, and, he, and I will not let it smite you. When we find that when you read the story that it, there was a great cry in Israel, but in the camp, uh, or in the, in the land of Egypt rather, but in the camp of Israel, there was not one death. Because of the simple fact that they walked in a place where they trusted and obeyed the word of God. The second thing that you see is this, that deliverance came when God said it would come. 
Because when you read Exodus 12, 29 through 31, it says, And it came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all of the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on his throne, unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of cattle. And Pharaoh rose up in the night, he and all of his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. And then notice, he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and go forth, get from among us, uh, because of the simple fact, they said, go and serve the Lord where you want to and how you want to. Notice what happens. We find that there was an absolute difference that came in a moment of time. You say, why is that important today? I'm going to stand here and make a few declarations today that God has put in my spirit, but I declare to you today again that God is not done with this nation, nor is he done with his church that's in her. But we are standing, and I believe this with every fiber in me this morning, we are standing in the darkness of the dawning of a resurrection season. That's why you and I should be full of encouragement today. We should not be distraught. We should not be wringing our hands. But we should begin to stand knowing this, that God is still in control. The people of God are going to witness the beauty of the last day prophecy concerning the church. How can I be so confident? Because where we are right now is nothing more than a refining process. uh, And we are going to see this give way to his glory and to his power and to his authority. There are those today that think they are winning. Evil thinks it is triumphing. But please hear me. They fail to realize uh, that God is the one that is in control. Not only is he the beginning, but he is also the end. He is not bound, uh, please hear me, by our restraints, uh, by our time schedules, uh, and by our calendars. Uh, But he is sovereign. uh, And because he is sovereign, please hear me, uh, he is all power uh, and he is all authority. uh, And that means all power belongs to him. When he cares for something, He always knows what's going on concerning it. How do I know this to be true? In Deuteronomy chapter number 11, 10 through 12, for the sake of time, I'll just give you these two verses, but you should read all the way through to 25. But it says, for the land whither thou goest, this is talking to Israel later on after they have come out of of Egypt. He says, for the land where thou goest in to possess, it, it is not as the land of Egypt. From whence you came out, where there sowest thou seed, and thou waterest it with thy foot as a garden of herbs. But the land, whether you go to possess it, it is a land of hills and valleys, and drinketh water of the rain of heaven. And a land which the Lord thy God careth for, the eyes of the Lord thy God are always upon it, from the beginning of the year, even unto the end of the year. 
Notice what he's telling them is you're going to a place that you've never been. You're going into a realm that you've never experienced. Uh, when you was in Egypt, uh, you was planting, you was watering, you was doing all of this labor intense activity. Uh, but now the land that you're going into, the land of promise, uh, he says it, it doesn't require you to water it, but it is watered from the rains of heaven. Uh, and he said the place that you're transitioning to uh, is different uh, because because the Lord didn't have his eyes and caring for Egypt uh, in the manner that he is for this land uh, and therefore his eyes is on it from the beginning of the year uh, even to the end of the year meaning this uh, that in this place that I'm taking you uh, you are never out of the vision or the sight uh, of God uh, can I tell you this morning uh, I just got to tell you today uh, you're going to have to shake some stuff off uh, mentally emotionally and spiritually uh, and you're going to have to make a decision uh, to walk in obedience to the word of the Lord. Uh, well, you say, what is the word? Uh, he's still saying, uh, come to the Lamb of God. Uh, what I'm telling you, you have to partake of the Lamb uh, just like Israel did. Uh, you're going to have to take the blood of that Lamb and let it be applied to your life. Uh, and if the blood is applied, uh, you can stand in confidence and knowing uh, that nothing uh, is going to come nigh thee. Uh, and therefore, uh, I just decree and declare that the blood of Jesus uh, is not just applied to this house but to your house uh, and to my house uh, and therefore uh, when the enemy comes and the destroyer comes uh, it does not have a right or an authority uh, because God says you can go so far uh, but you can't go there uh, and right now in this hour uh, I want you to hear the word of the Lord uh, there is a overthrow of the wicked uh, that's coming listen you can believe everything that CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, or whoever else you listen to if you want to. And you can walk around disgusted, discouraged, and down. Uh, or you can begin to listen to the word of God uh, and say, you know what? Uh, that in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Uh, you can begin to walk with power. Uh, you can be walk with authority. Uh, you can walk with the glory of God. Uh, but today I want to decree to you, uh, and, and you can take whatever I say and do whatever you want to with it. Uh, but as well as I know that I'm standing before you uh, and that I can see you naturally. Uh, I know that in recent days uh, that the Lord visited me uh, and began to speak and deposit into my life uh, some very girl things uh, and I understand that the office of the prophet uh, is really getting scrutinized right now but listen uh, you can choose to do whatever uh, but I'm going to tell you there's some men and women and I'm not criticizing them but I'm going to give you I'll go on record and tell you this uh, there's some prophets that's been apologizing uh, because they got a letter uh, that was simply from uh, uh, no other than Jezebel uh, and they went in saying they're in hiding this morning uh, but you give them about 40 days from now uh, and you're going to begin to hear uh, in the spirit realm uh, where the Lord uh, is going to begin to say why are you here? Uh, this isn't what I had for you uh, and the church of Jesus Christ uh, is about to operate in some authority. Uh, he's about to release us uh, to begin to designate uh, and to appoint some kings uh, in some lands uh, as well as come back to the house uh, and anoint some Elishas uh, to begin to operate uh, in greater anointing and power. Listen, uh, God is still moving. Yeah. 
I don't know if I told you yet or not, but we're stepping in and entering into a day of deliverance. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, there is an overthrow of the wicked that's coming. Uh, the cry will be great, says the Lord, uh, but the righteous is going to begin to flourish. Uh, as the flowers begin to bloom in the spring, uh, so shall you see this difference uh, that I'm putting between the wicked uh, from those that are mine, says the Lord. Uh, but pay no attention uh, to the swirling dust clouds of the chariots uh, that seem to be pursuing, says God, uh, for I have not changed my mind regarding them. Uh, even though it may seem that you are shut in at this moment, uh, I have already opened up the sea. Uh, and in the morning watch of this year, uh, you will witness their destruction, says the Lord. Uh, the wheels are coming off uh, and they will soon realize uh, that I am fighting for this people uh, and I am fighting for this land. Uh, some will begin to try and run to safety, uh, but the Lord says it's too late for them. Uh, I have already judged them in the heavenly, says the Lord, uh, for they have not lied unto men, uh, but they have lied unto the Holy Ghost. Uh, and now uh, death awaits them, says the Lord. Uh, they are dead, uh, yet while they live. Uh, the days... Oh. The days ahead are days of spoil for the wicked. Uh, the transfer of wealth uh, will be witnessed and the righteous will rejoice. Uh, I am now releasing a spirit of fear upon the wicked, says the Lord. Uh, I am talking, uh, I am taking sleep from them. Uh, no longer will they find rest. Uh, I am commanding tormenting spirits uh, that have pursued the righteous uh, to take up habitation with the wicked uh, and they will begin to walk in a state of greater confusion uh, and you will see the skeletons of men uh, for I am taking away their appetite says the Lord uh, and they will become frail before uh, your eyes. Uh, it will be a testimony of them that I am against them. Uh, disease will begin to ravage the bodies of many uh, but the winds uh, of healing uh, is going to begin to flow through the righteous. Uh, oh uh, they will speak uh, oh, I am anointing my shepherd says the Lord uh, to stand without fear and they will protect my flock notice the Lord says even those uh, that have been in the sanctuary has uh, been dealt with says the Lord uh, no longer will I allow evil vile unrighteous behavior uh, to go undetected uh, or uncorrected uh, in my house says the Lord uh, but I am removing the covering uh, and everything will be exposed uh, I am anointing my shepherd again says the Lord uh, to stand without fear uh, and they will protect my flock uh, they will no longer be intimidated by the wicked uh, but they will walk with authority and power uh, they will no longer fear the lion or the bear uh, but they will destroy that which tries to harm them which is mine says the Lord uh, they will speak uh, and they will lead by example uh, they will apply the blood uh, and they will experience the salvation of the Lord uh, the Lord says I'm releasing the spirit of resurrection uh, you will begin to see the harvest removed from the field uh, and I am bringing a holy visitation to my people says the Lord uh, no longer will the people of God witness silence uh, for I hear the Lord saying uh, I am removing strong 
strongholds uh, and hindrances uh, from geographical areas. Uh, and where there has been great opposition, uh, there is getting ready to begin to be the fire of revival. Uh, so God says, uh, get ready, uh, get ready, uh, get ready. Uh, because the day of deliverance uh, is not next year uh, or the year after. Uh, but the day that we find ourselves in right now uh, is the day of resurrection. Uh, there's some dead things that's about to raise up. Uh, there's some things that's about to shout uh, that's never shouted. Uh, there's about to be a proclamation. Uh, I can see in the spirit this morning uh, that stones are rolling away uh, and dead things uh, is about to be resurrected. Uh, I'm here to tell somebody uh, you ought to shout it to the Lord uh, because uh, he is good. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet this morning. I'm done. Oh. Somebody just begin to call out to God right now. Begin to thank you for your deliverance. Thank you for what he's about to do in your family. Thank you for what he's about to do in your nation. Thank you for what he's about to do in your city. I'm here to tell you, thank you for what's about to happen in the church. God is doing something new in this season. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh, we magnify your name this morning. We magnify your name this morning. Oh, just let him hear your voice this morning. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we lift up your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we magnify your name today. Oh, we bless your name. Hallelujah. 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 You may have walked into this building this morning troubled in your spirit. You may have walked in this building discouraged by events that's taking place in your life, in your family. You may have walked in here just burdened down and saying, I just don't know. But I want you to know in this moment of time that we're getting ready to begin to experience the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the same spirit that quickens this mortal body. How is it able to do that? Is when somebody simply puts their faith and trust in God. So this morning, maybe you walked in. I'm not going to ask you what, what, what your struggle is today.
if you're under the sound of my voice and you walked in and you said, man, I just don't know. I just don't know. I'm going to ask you to put faith in the word of the Lord this morning that this is a time of resurrection. This is a time where God is doing and moving. I'm going to ask you just to step out of your seat by faith this morning and come stand in front of this building. I want to pray with you. I want to pray for you this morning because this is a day of deliverance. This is a day of God doing something supernaturally on your behalf. He loves you that much that he wants to move. He wants to move for you. God bless you this morning. Is there others this morning under the sound of our voice? Is there others this morning? Don't miss this opportunity. Can I get a couple of you ladies, women of God, to come and stand behind them, brother? A couple of brothers come and stand behind our brother this morning. And I want you to just pray a prayer of agreement this morning as we pray. I'm believing and trusting. And they they just lead us in worship for a few moments. We're going to pray for these that are here. But I'm going to encourage you to stand where you are. Come stand in front of this building, kneel. And I want you to just call and talk to the Lord this morning and thank Him. Thank Him for who He is and thank Him for what He's doing. And pray that He'll bring you direction and guidance in this season. Won't you come this morning? God bless you this morning as we pray with those that have come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hello, everybody. We just want to come to you today and say thank you so much for taking some time to watch us. Um, we hope that this message was encouraging and a blessing to you. Um, feel free to private message us and follow us on all social media platforms that will be listed below. Thank you, guys, and have a great day.